0: This episode of the OP Radio Podcast sponsored by HelloFresh. Go to HelloFresh.com slash OP16. Use the code OP16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. live streaming from a different spot today and I'm a little shy because when I live stream from this location I'm a little closer to the neighbors and they come out to water their plants and it's just uh I don't know we'll see how this goes but cheers I'm also in the drop zone in this location which I'm not happy about um so all the houses obviously are lined up facing the ocean you know we're we're blessed we're fortunate I understand all that what happens at the end of the day and it's usually when we all fire up our barbecues one of my neighbors he's really into asking me what i'm cooking (laughs) that's how lazy life is what are you cooking today i just got some hamburgers you know and then he'll go oh I, i i picked up a nice roast from the butcher oh very very nice but as we're sitting there you know, small talking and grilling at the end of the day, maybe a beer in in our hands, you know the deal, right? And this is why I'm in the drop zone. So the seagulls at the end of the day, I, I don't understand this. We need some kind of expert to explain this. But they basically use the houses to fly from over there to over here. And I guess I guess it's easier if they use the roofs of the houses as almost like a highway. Uh, it's easier for them to fly, I guess, but they're really angry. I'm convinced they're really, really angry, and <laughs> they will drop their shit on you while you're grilling. And you might be—I don't feel like picking up my laptop, but my at this moment in time, my my deck is sprayed with seagull poo. They will absolutely—I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm convinced of this. They will drop their load and try to hit you, and I really do believe they do it on purpose. The other day, um, Doggy, uh, if he's really, really hungry, let's say we've been at the beach all day, so uh, he's eating later than usual, he doesn't understand. He just gorges himself. But if he eats too fast and too much, he will absolutely throw up. You, you dog owners know all this. All right, so... I don't know why I didn't uh, videotape this so I could put it on the live stream. I got to start doing that, by the way. There's things that happen during the day. I should just make quick little videos. And then when I'm talking about these stories, I could show you a quick clip. That, I think that would be good. Um, so, Doggy had a full meal. I start the barbecue to get everyone else fed. And sure enough, he puked up everything. Giant piles of dog poo on the deck. And I'm like, Really? But you know, so so I'm I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to clean this up. A lot of times you just take the hose and spray it, but there's like a little deck below this, so you don't want the dog poo just raining down on the on the deck below. But some days you could get away with that. Um, so I'm thinking oh, I'm going to have to scoop this up with a paper plate, and then um, as I'm as I'm now bending down to scoop up dog poo, a giant pile of dog poo. Seagull comes by and dive pops me with fucking bird poo. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. So, so I'm scooping up dog poo, and now I got bird crap all over my right arm. Oh yeah, man. Joyce, you're right. The the other thing with the seagulls, this railing right behind me. Every you know, we'll be inside just chilling, and a seagull will just land, and it, you have no idea how giant they are when they're that close to you and doggy loses his mind he, he he wants a seagull so badly we open the door and he goes after the seagull and we had one that panicked and we got like uh metal um uh, wiring here see this i can play like a guitar uh seagull went um uh, Threw that to try to escape doggy, and then crash landed. And I'm like, "Oh great! I'm gonna have to put a seagull out of its out of its misery, its suffering." And then it flew into my um, my neighbor's deck. She's like, "What the hell's going on?" It's flopping on her deck, and I'm like, awkward. Um, but long story short, not all these story not all these stories are gonna have that amazing punchline. Uh, the bird got its act together and was able to fly away. Thank God, because uh, that's one of my worst fears is coming upon an animal that you know you have to put out of its misery. Oh, my God. But it's best for the animal. As you're just strangling the life out of the thing. And everyone's just horrified. You're like, it's just best for the animal. Is you trying to find something in your car? to to do the right thing. Oh my god. Good morning my brother. About to get uh, out in heat and grind, baby. See you soon. Right on, man. Enjoy your day. Take some time for yourself, man, cuz we're not even a grain of sand in the universe. Earth isn't even a grain of sand. That uh that picture that NASA released uh you know, I go on the I go on the TikTok <laughs> and there's like there's like amateur astronomers and then expert astronomers really trying to explain that picture and how amazing it is. And and people are doing some funny-ass things with that picture. Some funny-ass things, but also stuff where you're like, wait, wait, time is being bent? That's what that bend is? What? And then what? The, you you ignore the the, uh, the part of the picture that has the flares because that's just a star that's kind of closer to us than the distant, what, galaxies. And then they say this is only like a piece of sand if you hold it up to the sky. That's all we're seeing in that picture. I'm like, oh, my God. And then they said something like, give or take, I don't even care if it's four. I've heard $4 billion. I've heard 4000000000 i have heard 13500000000 But they're basically saying... The light in that picture is showing us what the universe looked like uh, 13 and a half billion years ago. That light that you see is long gone. I mean, some of that stuff is still um, emitting light, of course, but the actual light in that picture is from 13 and a half billion years ago. That is insane. One dead bird washed up the other day. Parents were gagging as I carried it to the garbage. Oh, my goodness. We just throw it all back in the ocean, brother. Let the ocean take care of that. Every once in a while, I'll, uh, I'll, uh, (laughs) well, I do this every day. Um, Off season, I leave the poo on the beach. I'm going to be honest with you. But the wind comes howling and it just pulverizes all dog poo. Um, I'm not gonna lie to you. I do that in the summer. You gotta pick it up. There's too many. There's too many people, and a lot of times I'll pick up his poo with two giant uh, clamshells that I find on the beach, right? And then I just casually walk into the ocean, and I throw it in. And every once in a while, you get someone coming up to me, and they get really mad. They're like, "We're gonna be swimming in that later." I'm like, "Are you serious?" First of all, by the time you get in that ocean, if you get in that ocean two minutes after I throw the dog poo in there, you're good. Um, I go, it's completely pulverized and gone by the ocean and these waves. What's wrong with you? And then uh, one person wouldn't give up, and I'm like, you do realize like the ocean is filled, filled with sea life, and they're just shitting all day long. You don't think about that when you go for a dip. Now, do you? Uh, oh, Pat Duffy. Okay. The first time I ever hung out with my wife, we were sitting in a, a lot parked at a state park and we saw a pheasant get hit by a car and it was flopping around in front of us. I had to stomp its neck to put it down. Hell of a first impression. I like that. Uh, Anthony trying to... Uh, whatever. You know whatever. You know what's so stupid about this? Like... I get shit for being the only one. No, it was me and Iraq. We were the only two that went to Steve C.'s funeral. And, and I got a guy that's going to spin that. Because he, he didn't think enough of Steve C. To, to, to pay his last respects uh, to the guy. And now he's going to spin it and try to make it like it's a bad thing that I, I went there. And the fact is, uh, oh God, don't get me going. Anthony forced me to do all this garbage, all this behind-the-scenes shit. I didn't fire, first of all, it's Steve C. I didn't fire Steve C. The company was moving on from Steve C. And I got, you know, I had to do a lot of that tough garbage behind-the-scenes because, you know, Anthony didn't want to deal with any of that. Anthony doesn't want to deal with anything. He goes, I don't know what the problem is. I come in and I'm funny. I'm like, yeah, but it's the Opie and Anthony show. There's so much other shit we have to do. Oh, I was having a good morning. I would have to do all these stupid meetings, and I know they were a waste of time. But when, you talk, when you're uh, dealing with executives in a big corporation, this is the crap you have to do. So you have to sit there at a waste of a, of a time meeting or go to lunch with these people just to stroke their stupid egos. And Anthony was nowhere to be found for just about all of them. Our agent would fly in from LA, he'd be waiting outside the studio, I have new kids at home, I want to just go home too, of course, and then uh, Anthony would have one excuse after another, and there I am sitting with my agent in some dumb restaurant having breakfast in the middle of Manhattan when I want to be home with my family, because someone had to do that. The nerve, the fucking nerve. He didn't want to do any of that stuff behind the scenes. So don't spin that shit, you asshole. Hundreds and hundreds of hours behind the scenes that I had to deal with. Hundreds. When I wanted to be with my young family. What? I come in, I'm just funny. That's me. I'm like, yeah, good, but it's Opie and Anthony. You have to do all this other garbage. Ah, uh, he's Honestly, he is the fucking worst. gaslighting bullshit. He's just garbage. Has never taken responsibility for anything. Garbage. How do you spin it? Me and E-Rock, we, we it was, uh, I don't even remember what day it was on. I think it was the weekend. We traveled pretty fucking far. We drove together, because we thought it was the right thing to give our, our respects our, our, uh, to Steve C, who, you know, worked really hard ...on the Opie and Anthony show... ...and then also was a friend to a lot of us... ...and no one else from the show... ...could be bothered by that... ...and then the guy's gonna turn around... ...and try to spin that shit... ...go F yourself... ...you're a terrible person bro... ...all right... ...have you heard anything about the drama... ...going on over at Compound Media... ...between Pat Dixon and Gino... ...no... I, 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 ...I don't... ...I don't... ...I don't know anything about... ...Anthony and Compound Media... ...every once in a while... It hits my radar, but I don't click on anything. I don't know what he's up to, and I wish he would get to a point where he doesn't know what I'm up to. Christ, how hard is it? The shit... uh... Pathetic. It's absolutely pathetic, if you want to know the truth. Pat Duffy was talking about um, him and his girl um, in a car, first date, Um, so... (laughs) So I went to Geneseo. I had a lovely, lovely girlfriend. Uh, she was awesome. Uh, we grew apart, you know. I was very immature for my age, and we just had to move on. But but I went out with her for a couple of years. She was very, very cool. And she came down because she lived... Uh, I don't want to say where she lived, because I think to this day she lives there. She came down to visit me in the summer, you know. Summer's a long time when you're when you're uh, when you're really into someone, I was gonna say when you're in in love, but I don't know if I was in love looking back. I have no idea. I don't think I was in love uh, many times in my entire life. certainly uh, certainly fell in love with my my wife uh, as soon as I saw her. But you go home for the summer and you're into someone and now you know you're not gonna see them until September, you're like, ah. God, And we would write letters to each other. Ew, I know. And I remember uh, going to the mailbox every day hoping I was getting a letter from my girlfriend from college. And man, that would brighten up my day when I saw a letter and she would throw some perfume on it. And she was a pretty good writer. I'm sure my letters back to her were just lame as F. but But this is what you had to do. And then my parents, they're like, okay, you could call her. And they would put me on the clock because I come from a time we had one phone on the wall with a long cord. And then you would try to pull that long cord into somewhere in your house where you could get some privacy to maybe, you know, do a little flirting on the phone. Um, but then you got the your nosy uh, brothers and sisters. So you, you really couldn't find a spot. So you would pull the phone further and further with that long cord and you'd be knocking all sh- sorts of shit off the wall. Um, but the problem was that, uh, you know, it was so expensive to make a call. My parents, you know, we didn't have a lot of money. They gave me, like, they didn't even give me an hour. So, like, once every couple of weeks, I was allowed to talk to my my girl on the phone for, like, who knows, let's say a half hour. And that probably cost, like, a good solid 10 to $20. I tried to tell my kids that because they call, they call their friends all over the place in other states and here and there and they have no idea that phone calls used to cost money they have no idea which which amazes me so she would come down once once a summer for only a few days a long weekend and now you know i'm at this point i'm i think i'm 19 years old and you know you know the deal i don't have to explain to you so you're like ah we got to leave my house we go to oh, I gotta remember the beach. It wasn't Fleet's Cove for the locals on Long Island. Uh, Fleet's Cove is a beach in Centerport. It was the it was the beach across the across the way on the other side. So we uh, went to a little dinner or whatever or a movie. I don't remember exactly. And then I'm like, we gotta get some stuff done, right? <laughs> so so I picked that beach because I I know it's a little more uh, desolate. And we pull into the giant parking lot, and we pull way in the back. We're getting some good things done. She has no shirt on. I have no shirt on. And uh, next thing you know, a cop comes rolling up, and I'm like, "Holy crap!" And the best we could do before the cop got to our car was sort of cover up. And she was in she she had a nice set, um, which is important to the story because now the cops are acting like you know. They gotta investigate what's going on in this car. No, they don't. They know exactly that it's two dumb lovebirds that can't do it in their parents' house. So they found a spot, and then the cop takes that giant flashlight and is just shining it in the car. And I know what he's doing, but there's nothing I could do about it. He's trying to, he's trying to catch a glimpse, and he's like working the angles. And my girl's like, you know. It was it was mortifying, and then he's giving us a speech that is taking way longer than it should, as he's moving the flashlight around to see what he can see. Then he, you know, he said, "All right, you guys can't be there. You gotta leave." And then he takes off because I guess he got his uh, I guess he got his perv done. He got his perv on, and he was moving on. Pat, you remind me of that i haven't thought of that in many many years and i, I was so mad because i knew what the guy was doing but you you can't you can't now confront a cop you can't fight a cop you have to just suck it up at this point you know technically he could have uh, if if i was carrying on even though i should should have carried on more than i did he could have made it a lot worse for us so i'm like i take your fucking peek then and leave us alone this episode of the OP Radio Podcast sponsored by HelloFresh. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Opie16. Use the code OP 16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Yeah, with HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You skip trips to the grocery store and you can count on HelloFresh to make home cooking Easy, fun, and affordable, and that's why it's America's number one meal kit. I'll tell you the reason why I like HelloFresh. I I rediscovered that I really, really like cooking, and I also realized that what I don't like about cooking is trying to find recipes on the internet, and then you find a recipe, and then you go to the grocery store, and you got to find all the ingredients. HelloFresh said, nah, 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 you don't have to do any of that anymore. They got a lot of recipes to choose from, and then when you choose your recipes, they're on little recipe cards that are very easy to follow. And then in the bag is all the ingredients you need for that particular recipe, all pre-measured, perfect. The food is really, really tasty, takes care of all your needs, whether you eat healthy or you don't eat healthy. They got summer recipes. But what I really, really like about HelloFresh, living in New York City, the takeout prices at these restaurants are absolutely off the hook. HelloFresh is 72% cheaper than dining at a restaurant and is even cheaper than grocery shopping itself. Of course it is. All right, at the very least, if you like my podcast and you're trying to support it a little bit, go to hellofresh.com slash op16 if you like what you see use the promo code op16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts once again hellofresh.com slash op16 use the code op16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts and that's why hellofresh is america's number one meal kit uh, what's your take on the UFO conference from Brazil, Opie? I, I don't know. I don't know anything about that. I'll look it up online. Um, one of the reasons why we haven't really had contact with aliens, you know, Area 51 and all that, I get it. I sort of believe in some of the Area 51 stuff. But I really believe if uh, you have an aircraft that could check out Earth from a distant lawn, a distant planet, there's nothing here for you. And now we're, you know, we're finding out more and more with that amazing photograph that came out from NASA. Like, I think the universe is just teeming with life uh, all over the place. So if you're in a spacecraft and you're flying by Earth with some insane technology, you're looking down like, ah, okay, another one of these type of planets. That's why they're not landing and exploring. They got the technology that's way, way more advanced than ours. So there's nothing here for them. Oh, good for them. Look at them. Look at that idiot fishing on the beach. Yawn. We're we're flying in and out of black holes. So that's why I think we don't really have real contact with aliens, because there's, there's nothing here to offer. And then the other thing with UFOs, which I've said uh, a very, very long time. Take that deep space photo that just came out. A grain of sand at arm's length. They simply haven't found us or can't get to us. It's statistically impossible for us to be alone. Of course. I I have no doubt. And people are like, but why haven't we found anything yet? Because we've just... I mean, as far as exploring the universe, I can't make this small enough. Like, we're not even... We're not even there. That would probably represent a billion miles... In the universe, so we're not even there. We gotta go way, way further, and we don't even have close to the technology to get to anything of uh, significance. We could see it through our telescope, though. And then the other thing about uh, UFOs like militaries around the world, they're always uh, working on some special shit, and before they uh, introduce it to the public, they're flying all over the skies. I used the stealth bomber as an example. There was a time that thing was in the air and people saw that and went, what the F is that? And of course, immediately they're going to say it's a UFO from a distant planet. And then you fast forward a few years and then the military introduces the stealth bomber. So I know some of uh, that UFO stuff uh, is absolutely the military testing new things over the years. I mean, the drone technology, before they introduced that to everybody, they were flying drones all over, all over the goddamn place. And people were seeing that and photographing that shit. And then, uh, you know, and then they introduced it to the public and you're like, oh, okay, drones, got it. So now when you see a drone in the air, you're not thinking UFO anymore. But there was a time because you didn't know it was a drone, you're thinking UFO. Same with the the stealth bomber, Pat Duffy. That one photo of the nebula cluster, the one that looks like clouds from what I read, that thing is like 58 light years across. 58 light years across. Light years. Our soft monkey brains just can't comprehend how big that is. Holy shit. A light year is about 6 trillion miles. Trillion. Is that true? And we're just on this teeny speck that you can't even say is a a piece of dust in the universe. You can't even say Earth is a piece of dust in the entire universe. That's how tiny it is. And we spend all our time just fighting among each other instead of like embracing how special earth is and how we're all on this planet together it's like fuck that ah it's exhausting and every astronaut says what is it the overview effect or whatever it's called when you're out in space and you see earth and you don't see any borders or anything and you're like why are we wasting so much time fighting with each other it's so obvious how special earth is there's no borders when you're in space. And you get a whole new appreciation of, uh, of life when you see it from that perspective. Some of those astronauts have said, man, you know, it's too bad more people can't see that for themselves. Because it would literally change their life instantly. Google the pale blue dot. The farthest photo ever taken of Earth. It's inconceivable how small we are. Yeah. It's, it's downright, uh, it's downright, uh, creepy. Religious view, spiritual, agnostic, atheist. Uh, I am very, very, well, I wouldn't say very, very, but I'm, I, uh, I've turned to spirituality in the last, um, I don't know, probably since I, I think my wife sent me, sent, I should say, sent me down this path, uh, when we first met, um, meditate a lot, do a lot of yoga, I think a lot of religions are based on um, very basic spiritual uh, principles. And then I think the human stupid brain bastardized the whole thing. But I am not questioning what you believe in. That's just my two cents on the whole thing. Uh, Jesus gives me a good reason to not hate people. All right. I'm a fan of the Jesus. I'm a fan of the Jesus. Just some of the stories I just can't get behind. Just can't get behind some of the stories. There are so many people that think Earth is, what, a little over 2,000 years old? And then NASA throws a picture out there like that. And then are you still believing that Earth is only 2,000 years old? Like, and we walk among these people. They're making big decisions in our life just basic things that I, I feel like we should all agree on. And one of them is that, you know, adjust your religion if you have to. But Earth is not just 2,000 years old. I worked with one of those guys. Black Earl, I believe, thought that Earth was only 2,000 years old. I, I don't have time for that. I mean, you go into go into the rainforest, the whole rainforest, this is the only rainforest I went into, and it's HO, I think, in the Pacific Northwest. There are trees that fell to the floor of the forest like a couple hundred years ago. Right? A couple hundred years ago. And now there's a tree that they're estimating is at least a hundred years growing out of the dead tree. Now that's not Two thousand years, but when you start thinking about time and Earth, it's absolutely insane that anyone would think that it's only two thousand years old. Get the hell out of here! Keep up the good work and keep it going. D'Angelo with twenty bucks. Thank you, sir or ma'am. I'm, I'm not sure if you're. Uh, oh, sorry. I, you can't question any of that. My God. Sorry. Sorry. Thank you, thing. Let's just call each other a thing. Thank you, thing. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> but I but I'm a lib, right? Okay, all right, all right. You got me. Uh, we should all agree that we are all alive because we weren't aborted or miscarried. Well, then you just think of like the odds that you're even here. It's just absolutely insane. Your parents had to do it at the that precise moment. If they waited, I think if they if your dad look around for this one if your dad decided to hold out another pump this would be very different (laughs) that's all it is all all your mom had to do was say I'm not in the mood right now and guess what look in the mirror it wouldn't be you it would be somebody else that's just crazy Pat Duffy, one of my favorite things to do is debate uh, existence with my flat Earth buddy at work. He's one of those. Earth is only 6,000. Oh, yeah. The the real thing is 6,000 years old? Okay, sorry. Uh, Doesn't believe in space. Doesn't believe in just about any science. But you best believe he's still wearing a mask alone in his car. It doesn't make sense. There you go. There you go. All right. Dude, you met Buzz Aldrin. That's awesome. Yeah. Does anyone know what Buzz Aldrin's claim to fame is? Let's end with this. Don't go with the obvious. What is Buzz Aldrin's claim to fame? And he said it on my radio show. Let's see if anyone gets it. Second man on the moon would not be the answer to the Buzz Aldrin question. First man to pee on the moon. According to Buzz Aldrin, he said it on my radio show. He took a leak on the moon. He was the first one to do it. That is the correct answer. Jason Marshall. Yes. And with that, I say uh, have a great day. Um, The Opie Radio Podcast. (laughs) Podcast. It was supposed to end dramatically and I had a frog in my throat. I'm the worst. Why am I even doing this? I suck. Boob, radio boob, radio, Radio! boob, 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 boob,